You're listening to Pima JTED's Meet the Teacher podcast, a conversation with our instructors about our award-winning career and technical education programs, programs that allow students like you to do what you love in high school. I'm your host, Greg Deanna, and I'm in the studio with Chef Corinne Angelo from our JTED at Mountain View campus to discuss two programs that she teaches, our Culinary and Nutritional Arts and Restaurant Management program and our Pastry program, which is one-of-a-kind high school program here in Arizona. Chef Angelo, say hello to your prospective students and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Chef Corinne Angelo. I've been in the restaurant industry for about 15 years now, focusing on baking and pastry. I got my degree from the Art Institute here in Tucson for baking and pastry. Um, I opened my own restaurant, which was open for about two years here in Tucson as well, and decided that I wanted to share my love of baking and pastry with up-and-coming chefs. And it took a couple years, but I finally got the baking and pastry program working, but I still love teaching my Intro to Culinary Arts students. And what made you want to become a chef? I am really creative. I love putting food together. And of course, it's the look on people's face when they eat the food that you've created. It's just, there's nothing like it. I agree with you. Food is what brings us together as a people and breaking bread. And and you can certainly taste the love when somebody really enjoys cooking. So, Absolutely. And uh, give us an overview of what students can expect in the culinary arts course. To start with the intro program, which is a prerequisite for the baking and pastry, you learn everything from nice skills, sanitation and safety, where you get certified from ServeSafe. Uh, you learn how to cook poultry, beef, seafood. We teach every aspect of all the proteins, as well as all the vegetables and fruits. We do touch a little bit on the pastry, um, typically around Christmas time. And then we go ahead and move into regional if there's any time left at the year. But we try and touch on everything so students get a full aspect of what all culinary is. And tell us a little bit about the pastry course overall, bakery and pastry. It is baking and pastry. It does start in the first year. It starts heavily on breads, learning about how the whole chemistry, it is chemistry. That's what baking and pastry is. We teach about why bread does what it does and what all the components involved in making bread does. And so you can make and alter your recipes because that's one of the big things when you're doing baking and pastry is trying to change recipes and it just falls flat. No pun intended. Um, But... They learn about the uh, breads, and then we go from breads to pies and cakes. And right now, my students are working on a pretty long wedding cake project where they have to create a two-tiered wedding cake, as well as every aspect that goes along with it, like interviewing brides, creating an invoice, um, pricing it out so they don't short themselves, so they actually get paid well for their time. So they actually walk out with a capstone project or a portfolio of how to create a wedding cake if they choose to do that as a side project or a side job, or if that's something they want to get into. And tell us a little bit more about um, the things I'm interested about how food chemistry works. And I know Baking tends to be, you have to be pretty precise with your measurements, but then cooking sauces and things of that nature, a little bit more about taste and, and uh, learning those how those foods just interact together. Tell us about how you teach those concepts. So in intro, it's about following the recipe, making sure you get what's called your mise en place together, which is all your ingredients, so you can follow the recipe. And then as you progress throughout the class, it's, you know, what would you add to make this better? 
What seasonings would you add? Would you miss, you know, added a little more cooking time? Would you add a little more vegetables? And so we have them start to develop their flavor profile so they can start to improve the dishes that we offer for them. And of course, for baking a pastry, it's completely different. It's a science. Everything is weighed. They have to follow the formulas to a T until they can understand what does this flour do in this recipe? What does the salt do? What does the sugar do? And once they understand what each component does, and sometimes it's just through failing a recipe, um, and then we look at it and say, why didn't this work? And then they get it. And you can see when the light bulb goes off because from that point forward, the recipes are just on point and they're creating and mixing and creating new. There's a lot more creativity in baking and pastry because I let them use the flavors they want as long as they're making the product that is the desired outcome. Okay. And so now, um, yeah, cooking is you know, much more than the ability to put the recipe together. Uh, it's what are some of the things that students are surprised they learn when they enter your class? For culinary per se, it's that it's not as easy as they think it is. A lot of students, when they first come in, think they can wing the recipe. That's what I call it when they don't read ahead of time. Um, and they realize real quick that's not something they can do, that they just have to at least understand the concept of what they're doing. Um, when it comes to baking and pastry, it's kind of once you get the technique and the understanding, you under, you can kind of do it just off the top of your head and start going. You're just looking more at how much of what I'm doing. So students get amazed at, oh, my gosh, I actually got this this time, rather than it being a flat cake or an undesirable taste or something along that line. So it's the students, there is the aha moment, maybe at the beginning of the year, maybe the end of the year, but they all get it at one point when they realize that it's not as easy as you think it is. And, you know, culinary is a little bit of a dangerous profession. You're working with sharp knives, you have open flames, and um, you also have food that can become volatile if you don't take proper care and handling of it. Tell us about how you prepare your students so that they're safe out in industry. So prior to being able to walk into our kitchen at Mountain View, whether you take my class or one of the other classes, you are required to be ServSafe certified, which means you went through a nationally recognized program to understand and pass their certification process. So we know that you took it, you understood it, you passed it, you're certified, and you're not going to catch the kitchen on fire or slip or fall because you understand the consequences because that's what that whole program goes into. So by second month of being in intro, you're already certified for the industry. And yeah, that is, I imagine, something that industry values very much when you walk in with your own certificate to hang on their wall. More than people think. I've had students come to me almost every week in the past couple months asking for another copy of their certification because when they told the employer they had it, it was almost an instant hire. And so they're like, oh, I can't get it online. Can you give it to me so I can prove to them I have it? And they're proud of it because it got them that job that they wanted. And now, you know, some of our parents and guardians might remember the old home ec rooms that many high schools had before JTED came around. Describe the kitchen and equipment that you have at Mountain View and how does it compare to other commercial kitchens out there that you've seen? It's identical to commercial kitchens. Um, it's not home ec. It is gas-fired grilled that's always on. There's pilot lights always on. It is commercial, heavy-duty, industrial equipment. It is shiny and pretty, and the students love it, and parents are always in awe when they see it. 
Yeah, and I think that's so important too because you have to know how to use that equipment when you walk into a restaurant. So a little different than cooking at home. Yes. And um, in a commercial kitchen, there's usually a hierarchy. And while it's a fun profession, you also have to be disciplined. How do you prepare students for entering the workforce, knowing what to expect and what the culture of most kitchens is? That's just something that they learn throughout the time of being in the kitchen. We go over it at the beginning of the year, the hierarchy, the different positions, and students understand they're working from the bottom up. They're doing their own dishes, which is an absolute requirement. I don't do their dishes for them. So they kind of learn how to do dishes, learn they don't like it, but they still work their way and understand that that's probably where they're going to end up and work from there. And then what's the secret sauce for putting fun into your program? Because I know there's a lot of fun in there, too. Eating. (laughs) Cooking. Right. You take the culinary arts program, you never go hungry, correct? Pretty much, yeah. There's a lot of food. We try and get into the kitchen at least after the first couple months when they've gotten their training. We try and be in there at least three times a week. This week we're doing sushi and tilapia. So they're learning about seafood. So tell us, you know, as Tucson's designated a city of gastronomy, we have uh, three local James Beard Award finalists, which is like the Academy Awards for culinary arts um, here in town. How do you um, expose students to different foods, uh, different ethnic foods, uh, things of that nature, different cuisines? So we try with every single protein that we do, we try and split it to different cultures. So again, we're doing sushi this week, that's Japanese. And then we're gonna turn around and we're gonna do tilapia, which is just a common American dish. Um, Last week we did pork, so we did pork and apples, which is a nice big, you know, Northwestern style food. Um, As soon as we're done with our our, uh, seafood, we're then gonna start going into regional. So they're gonna learn Polish cuisine. Um, We're gonna start learning a little more French cuisine just so they can have the experience that we couldn't normally touch on just because of the type of food. Um, But so we can kind of broaden their horizons on what they're making. So it's not like, oh, I've never had Polish food. Well, we're making it. And, you know, we have this such a big food scene here in Tucson. Tell us about the success of some of your students who have entered into the the world of restaurants. It's amazing. Most of my students actually are working in an industry right now. A lot of them fast food, obviously. But I actually received a call from a local business. Um, They're completely local. They're here only in Tucson. And they asked for me to send some students that... They were in desperate need of help. I sent one of my students, and he has fallen in love with it. He absolutely loves it. And they told me, anytime I have any student to send over, they will absolutely hire him because we got good stock of students is, I think, the exact term they used. (laughs) So we get calls all the time for people looking. Um, Sometimes I have students looking, and sometimes I just don't. Um, But we get calls at least once a month of people actually actively looking for students for immediate hire. Let's talk about some of these, you know, both in culinary arts where you might have some catering events um, and then also baking, uh, you have some real life projects going on. Let's talk about those that give students that edge. So when they do go into industry, they have some experience under their belt. So we were lucky enough this year, we've actually catered a wedding. That was a lot of experience for my students. They really enjoyed that. Um, we have in the past catered, um, Marana days. Um, we get contacted to do all kinds of events, the chocolate, uh, can't remember what it's called, but there's a chocolate competition that comes on. They've canceled it, unfortunately for this year, but we always do that. Uh, we have a cookie 
tour coming up this weekend. So I'm always actively involved, whether it's to promote my students to earn money. Um, we did a pie fundraiser at Thanksgiving, which was our biggest fundraiser to date. And we, I just like to be in part, part of the community. And I'm always looking for things to give to them and offer to them. And as far as real life projects, we're doing the wedding cake project where my students once again have to create the two-tiered wedding cake. So this is a lot different than most classes they take in high school. When they walk into your room, they're doing real life projects that people are consuming, enjoying. What is the reaction of students when they see somebody enjoying their work? They usually sign up for the next year because it's just this overwhelming joy factor um, or they decide that that's the new industry they want to be in because I'm telling you there's nothing like seeing somebody eat your food and then either a praise about it or just the face. Your face doesn't lie when you eat food and those students just that's that's it for them. It really is. It's just there's something wholesome about it that you just your face doesn't lie. Uh-huh. So even if they enter industry or choose not to, that ability to be able to cook for somebody that you care about and have them enjoy your food is is quite something. I've seen you walk into district events with food, and I can tell you the presentation and when you taste it, that you can taste the love in it, as I said before. There's nothing like cooking, and it is a life skill because you're always going to eat, and you can't always afford to eat out at restaurants, even fast food restaurants, especially these days, prices are going up. So learning how to cook cheap meals that taste good are the key. And that's what I tell my kids is I'm not pushing for you to get into this industry. It's a tough industry, but you're learning to cook for yourself. You're learning to survive and cook for others. And that's the key. That's what I want you to walk out with. And so when I hear towards the middle of the year, oh, I'm making dinner once a week for my family, or I get the email from the parents, they're cooking every week. I love your class. So that's the biggest enjoyment out of that. That's It touches me more than a student going, oh, I got a job at McDonald's. It's like, oh, that's awesome. But when a parent says, oh, they're cooking every once a week, that, that means so much more to me than the, in the industry. That's very cool. And when you think about, you know, the industry is calling you, what are the attributes of your culinary arts students and the pastry students who go on to succeed in industry? Uh, What makes, you know, you see different students from different walks of life come in. You're an excellent teacher, so you can help them all complete the course successfully. But what are those traits when you go, oh, you should be an industry? Patience. um, That's number one. Dedication, hard work, showing up showing up on time, and then not having a problem doing dishes because they all understand that's where they're starting. So when they walk in and they're dedicated, they're there every day, they're really putting their foot forward, and then, of course, they enjoy cooking. I mean, all those put together, I'm like, "Mm, your industry. Mm -hmm. And um, what other things would you like students to know about when they sign up for the either one of your programs? It's not an easy class. I hear at the beginning of the year, oh, this is a cakewalk, easy A. I'm like, "Mm, uh, tell me that in six months. (laughs) Uh, It is a lot of work. There's not, I don't do homework. You can't bring home food to make and then make it at home. So it's more about reading up, understanding, being prepared. And of course, uniforms. We have standard uniforms because we are a professional kitchen. There is a uniform. Um, so as long as you're prepared, you're in class, that's that's all I ask is that you're ready, willing, and able, and prepared to go. And, yeah, those chef coats are impressive. And so I remember when I entered industry and moved up from dishwasher to 
being able to put that chef coat on, that feeling was just incredible. Um, tell us a little bit about how the students feel when they're dressed up, ready to go in class. So the intro kids have a chef's hat and a apron, both in white. And then, of course, when they come back, they get to graduate to the royal blue, beautiful blue, in my opinion. Um, it's a blue hat, blue jacket, and then their blue apron. And it's just, it's proud. That's the, the, the feeling you get that they take pride in what they're doing. They enjoy it. And they're really, they're becoming the part. You know, it's like putting that hat on. Okay, now I'm in the kitchen. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. And some of the other things about industry, and uh, you were on the news for this, creating the point of sale system. And tell us a little bit about, and you owned your own restaurant. So tell us how you prepare students for the management side of the business. For intro, that's not something I really touch on just because that's really learning the basis, which I feel everybody who's in management needs to learn. That's literally the backbone. If you don't understand the back of the house as well as the front of the house, you're not going to be a successful management. Um, when they start getting into the baking and pastry, that's when I start to give them a little bit more management skills. We start talking about numbers, telling them, you know, profit margin, explaining what profits are for because for them, they don't understand that. So we get a little bit deeper into what management is. Um, I can't really teach them how to hire or fire people or personnel. That's just something that unfortunately they have to learn on their own or they can continue to one of the NAU programs for restaurant management if they truly wish to do that. But we try and touch on a little bit of it in intro just to give them a little like seed to come back. But it's more in an advanced method to teach them about management, which is an easy step. If you understand the back of the house, you are gold to a man to a restaurant because you understand how a kitchen works, how the front of the house works. You have your serve safe certification, which very few have. So it really puts your foot forward and kind of gives you that shoe in to become management. Maybe not at first, maybe they have to do the dishwasher, but eventually they'll learn through the ranks and they'll still fly through the ranks because they already know what they're doing. And where do you, what are those next paths for students when they, after they complete your program, you're at the JTED completion ceremony in May, and I know you're always very proud there to see your students off into the next, take the next steps for their lives, but tell us about some of the different pathways that your students go. That's a broad thing. I mean, some really just go on to do whatever and they just learn to cook for themselves and some go on to continue on whatever their field is and they do cakes on the side. That's what I have some students that are planning on doing because they can give them money for college when they're in college. Um, I have some that are entering the uh, restaurant management with NAU. I have a couple going to um, the Culinary Institute of America or CIA, which is the most prestigious culinary institute. I have at least two students enrolling in there. Um, so they can either go on to just be a chef. They can go on to be in the management portion, which would be, again, NAU. Um, they can go to Pima because we offer dual enrollment. So taking my program will pretty much get you through most of Pima's uh, baking and pastry certificate. So you just have to spend one, maybe two more semesters at Pima, and then you're certified pastry chef. So you could turn around and work anywhere in Tucson or actually anywhere in, in the world. And so you could go right into industry. You can do a little bit more schooling. You can get a lot more schooling, or you can just use it as a life skill. And that, that is pretty cool to keep in mind that um, your students are also basically college students when they're earning that dual credit to Pima Community College. So 
Yeah, we formulated our plan for the future, and they're going to start getting uh, dual enrollment credits intro year, which is a brand new thing for next year. They're going to get dual enrollment credits. They're going to walk out with six credits their intro year. If they continue with baking and pastry, they'll get six more their second year. And then they'll get six more their third year of baking, which would be their second year of baking and pastry. And that would be nine credits. Wow. That's very impressive for by the time you graduate high school. Yeah. That you're entering with nine credits uh, under your belt. And then this new generation, they like the um, the freedom to, to work different places. Tell us about some of the different job avenues for your graduates or for students who go through your program. Obviously, fast food. But there's more than that. There's um, catering. Uh, there's hotel, hotel management, um, any type of uh, hospitality. Uh, again, they could work for a distributor that does food. They can become somebody who creates food uh, that can work for themselves. I did. I had my own restaurant. Um, they could work their way up. I mean, it's really in culinary, it's limitless. It's really to what they want to do is what the limit is, where they set it for themselves. So that's really cool that you're opening a lot of doors for your students to really have the freedom to uh, set their own future and their own success. Yes, absolutely. And is there um, anything else that you would like, you know, people to know about you or the program? No, um, I just... I think it's a fun, creative outlet. I know a lot of kids are like, oh, I like art. This is art with food. And the higher up you get in the program, the more fun you get to play with. So my advanced pastry students uh, will start to make sugar sculptures, which are full sculptures out of sugar, um, which is a talent on its own. They're going to work with chocolate to make chocolate sculptures and and chocolate desserts. So they get to be really dirty because that's (laughs) really dirty. Um, it's just all the, again, it's kind of the same thing. Their imagination is only their limit to what they can create. And I give a lot of freedom the longer they're in my program because I understand they know the basis and it's just now their creativity is where they have to take off. And that's kind of like a life and industry is once you prove to the chef that you're responsible, you get more freedoms and autonomy in the kitchen to do, to do things. Absolutely. So, and then also one great part about the career is you can work anywhere in the world. Pretty much everywhere eats. Right. You can't say that about all industry, but everywhere eats. So we appreciate that. All right. Well, Chef Angelo, thank you very much for stepping into our studio. Um, We look forward to coming in and taking pictures and and things of your students and and tasting some of their creations. It's always good, and uh, we always enjoy it. We're big fans of food. I want to uh, thank our engineer, Michael Kanderis, who's uh, behind the scenes on this podcast. And if you're interested in joining the culinary arts program or the pastry and baking program at JTED at Mountain View, visit our website at www.pimajted.org. 